This is Matt Ward of the Weigh In Boxing Blog and Podcast. I'm joined on the phone with former professional boxer and president of the Veteran Boxers Association, Ring 10, Matt Farrego. Matt, thank you for joining me this evening. Let's start off the interview with a few questions about your professional boxing career. Over the course of your pro career, which ranged from 1983 to 1991, you fought a number of tough boxers, including Bobby Joe Young, Pat Prisco, Francisco De Jesus, and Joe Gaddy. That being said, who would you consider the toughest opponent you faced during your career? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I went to war with Davey Moore. I went to war with uh, Mark Miguel. Uh, yeah, John Meekins. Every day, every day. As far as fighting goes, ah, uh, let's see, who's the toughest guy? Well, Bobby. Well, Bobby Joe was a great boxer. Yeah. Um, Francisco De Jesus was a damn good fighter. He didn't hurt me. I, you know, not too many guys hurt me. They, you know. I didn't get hurt too often. Um, what was the toughest fight? Oh, you know what? Okay. Uh, let me think of his name. I can't think of his name. I went the distance with him. There was a war. Uh, he was much taller. He was six foot two, I think it was. I'm only five seven. So I had to break his body down for like eight rounds before I finally got to his head, before I could probably reach his head. And uh, he clipped me good. He caught me with a good shot that, that really hurt me and turned the tides. I think I lost the last three rounds. But it was, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's that's quite the list of guys that you sparred with as well. Those are some other tough, uh, familiar names to most boxing fans and especially boxing enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Davey Moore was getting ready for, um, I think it was Roberto. No, it was after the Roberto Duran fight, but he was making a comeback. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was going to war with him. It's a funny story. I was going to war with them every day, every day, and then they sent me away to camp to train with Bone Crusher Smith. And as I'm there on a Sunday, I read the newspaper, Eddie Moore dies in a, in a strange car accident. Oh. Like, wow, that, that's, that's cool, Davey Moore. Why, do I, why does that name sound familiar? Because it's not my Davey Moore. I just saw him a couple of days ago. It's not my, the Davey Moore that I know. I'm thinking, you know, what boxer Davey is? There's another boxer named Davey Moore. Long story short, I found out it was that Davey Moore. My sparring partner had just died while I, you know, a week after I left him. That's crazy. Weird. I know. I know. Well, it's weird, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So, Matt, over the course of your career, do you have a particularly memorable experience? <laughs> There's probably a few, right? Does one stick out more than others? my corner and said, Matt, I'm going to stop the fight, meaning I'm losing. Mm-hmm. I'm lo- yeah. And it was in Atlantic City. This, 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 this is probably most my, my most memorable fight. I was getting beat bad, and this guy was too big and, and, and beat me bad. And I'm in the ring and says, Matt, I'm stopping the fight. And I said, you know, the old Rocky story. But I meant it. No, don't stop it. Come on, just give me one more round. I'm feeling good. I wasn't, but I, I'm just trying to eke out one more round. And so come the round, all of a sudden, I get him in the corner, and I had something in my ear, I said, throw the right hand, I know it's weird, and I'm not, you know, I'm a spiritual person, but Mm -hmm. I had something tell me, throw me, throw the right hand, which was against my normal 
cool cool boxing. And I threw a straight right hand and I landed it. And he wobbled. And I threw it again. And I threw it. Again. I was I was uh, like a jackhammer, which was so unnatural for me. It's my hand is a right hand left hook, right hand left hook. Mm-hmm. So I'm right right hand, and I knocked him out. And I looked into the crowd, and the people, old men, old ladies, because it's a casino, it's a gambling gambling casino. Old ladies were like standing up and going nuts, and, and <laughs> it was just it was that was probably my most memorable memorable point. In Boston. Very cool. With the right hand. <laughs> yes, yes. It's so unnatural. But like I said, I think it was like a spiritual thing that somehow I heard that voice in my head and I reacted. Weird, because I'm not like that. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Yep. What was it like for you to work with your trainer, Emil Griffith? A true boxing legend. That's that's amazing. Amazing, an amazing fighter, amazing fighter. So, Matt, what made you decide to walk away from the ring with an impressive career record of twenty-five wins, two losses, and one draw? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, at that point, I I lost my third to last fight. I came back with one more win, and then I lost again. Mm-hmm. And my Right. And my my heart wasn't there anymore. I lost my heart when I took my first loss. My, uh, heart, had, my heart for the sport died. Um, the second one I took was just on a whim, and the, the last one I took on a whim, but my heart was gone. So if I can't knock you out with power, if I can't outbox you with speed and length, if I can't beat you with my heart, I got nothing. I'm just an average pug, and I didn't want to be that. So I realized that after I, I took my last loss. My heart is gone. Let me just move on in life. And I, and I did that. That's great that, that you knew when to stop fighting. We often see a lot of fighters, they seem to not know when to hang it up. Matt, that's because they have no other option. Yeah. Only, that's the only option. I, I was blessed. I put, my, I put myself through college. I got two bachelor of science degrees wow. in biology and physical education, a pre-med degree, all with my hands. So I paid for my college with my hands. That was the point. I didn't realize I was going to do much better as a professional than I did as an amateur. So I just kind of said, well, let me stay with it until I lose. And I win again. Well, let me stay with it until the next time. And I win again. And I win again. And, and that's kind of how it, this was my destiny. 
Yeah. This is my destiny. So, um, interesting. Yeah, so so you so after you you hung up your boxing gloves, did you start working in the medical field or the science field? Um, well, I had to work, uh, so I got some sales experience. I knew somebody that needed a salesman, and I got sales experience. And then somebody said to me, "Hey, no, why don't you sell sell medical?" And I'm I didn't know anything about it. I was like, "What do you mean, like a tongue depressor? I don't <laughs> I don't know what the is. I didn't know what it is." So he goes, "No, no, no. You know, you're in the operating room and you're working with the staff and the surgeon." I said. What? You're, again, you're perfect. You got sales experience and you got a medical background. Your biology and medical, mm-hmm. you know, medical. And uh, I just, I flourished. You know, I mean, what? How cool is it for these doctors to say, I got almost a champion in the world who's telling me, working with me to make sure that the surgery goes well. They're, they're like, they loved it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So, so it, it was a nice fit for me, and it worked out really well. And. 20-something years later, I'm still doing it. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Matt, let's move on to your involvement in the Veteran Boxers Association Ring 10. First off, please tell my listeners about the mission or purpose of the VBA. Mission is to do whatever it takes to get a fighter back on his feet. What does that mean, get him on his feet? What, you tell me. Does he need housing? Does he need a job? Does he need... Um, gift cards, food cards, so he can go to a grocery store. What does he need? Does he need insurance so he can get a job because his car is no insurance? What does it take to get him self-supporting? We're not a handout organization. Here's $100, go go live your life and go have a happy life. That's not going to solve the problem. So many of our fighters are chronic or have chronic problems, long-term problems, or they need help consistently every month. So we have checks and gift cards and, and, and payments that go out every single month. Wow. So uh, we, you know, we've been working with Wilfred Benitez, the welterweight champion of the world, for seven years now. Mm-hmm. We've never missed a, a month that his sister doesn't get a, a donation, significant donation from Ring 10. It goes down to Puerto Rico every single month. That's awesome. We don't forget, you know, unfortunately, it's not like, you know, we're not a handout. Here's $100. You should be good to go for the next 20 years. It's not like that. What's going to take to get back on your feet? That's our, that's our belief. Very cool. What inspired you to start Ring 10? I was inspired by another organization similar to Ring 10 that recruited me. I was in a fight in the Madison Square Garden. And these couple guys with flat noses say, hey, we want to talk to you. I said, I, I thought it was, that was it, my last day on this planet. Uh, <laughs> they look like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, no, 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 everything's good. Everything's good. I just want you to join our organization. I said, okay, what organization? It's a boxing organization. So I got involved in it. And they groomed me to become the president. And eventually I did. My board decided to go in a different direction. So I left that organization and formed Ring 10, and I designed my board to support the principles that are take care of a fighter. That's Mm -hmm. it. Get him back on his feet. What do you have to do? There is no question. Do we have to buy him a car? Should I give him $10 and he should be good for the rest of his life? What do we got to do to get him on his feet? And... Uh, I think I ran Barkley was one of the first guys that we just blossomed with. Oh, um, yeah. 
making him such a productive person. He's on my, he stands on my board of directors as proud as can be. He just got married a year and a half ago. He gives back to the community. He's always there for Ring 10, and, and he's just, that's great. That's what we do. Yeah. He's on his feet. Yeah, it's a real classic success story um, with Iran Barkley. Yep. How long have you served as the president of Ring 10? <laughs> from day one. From oh. the day I designed. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know, I actually look into that. I don't think, I don't know if I'm allowed to. I mean, it never came into question. Nobody ever asked it. I built this organization. I founded it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it is a 501c3. We're incorporated. And I know there are bylaws, but I, I can't see myself giving it up. I don't know if I have to. I don't know if legally I have to. Maybe I shouldn't say this on public in public. But, uh, <laughs> I am the pre- I am the president, and I guess that if I get overruled by the overruled by the board, I guess I could be replaced. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be a mistake. I don't think anybody's more passionate than I am about this organization and helping the fighters. Um, and I think this is. This is my journey down this earth to run this organization and to do do what's coming next to to help the fighters. Right, right. So, Matt, we talked a little bit about Benitez and Barkley, um, some of these fighters that have fallen on hard times. Uh, can you tell us about a particularly memorable experience where you where you have helped a former fighter? great one comes to mind is Howard Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, the world. Uh, he had come down, unfortunately, he was um, uh, overridden with cancer, and it was not looking good. And we were helping him out. He didn't have, he didn't want to go through chemotherapy, chemotherapy, standard chemotherapy, because it's real bad, and unfortunately, most of the time, you don't make it. But your last days are just totally suffering from the chemo, chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So we went we went with a holistic type of uh, chemotherapy combination, which he, which brought him right to the end of his life in good quality. Right. But he had told me, he had mentioned to me that he had lost his four golden gloves that he won in the New York City Golden Gloves that they were taken from him and sold, and he just missed them. He wanted to give them back to his kids. So long story short, we invited him up to honor him at one of our banquets, like we all have one coming up. And I had replaced this glove. I had found out the information. I replaced the exact duplicates in gold. And while he was on the dais, before he sat down, I asked him to just hang on one minute, and I had four world champions come up and put his original golden gloves, replicas, around his neck. And he was, he sat there in awe and cried, in everybody's hands. And there's a picture of all the champions surrounding him with his gloves. He's hugging me, and we're, we're all crying. <laughs> I think all five champions are crying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, 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 can't, you can't duplicate that. You just you can't. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing. And, and, and to your point, a real tearjerker. Like, that yeah. it sounds like that really made, made his day and... and and just really made the rest of his life really, really special to know that he got those gloves back. He passed away four months later on December 30th, which might have been December 31st, but he passed away right four months later. Wow. Uh, but I know that his, because I speak to his, his wife, 
for the offense, for the offense. And she says, Matt, what you did for him, just, I mean, the, the, the funding, the chemotherapy, the holistic chemotherapy was fantastic, and we love you for it, but, but that those golden gloves replaced with a have on the shelf, it did so much more for him than anything in this world could have done for him. And they're like, man, that's what LinkedIn does. That's all we do. Yeah. That's a beautiful story, Matt. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. You're welcome. So on September 24th, Ring 10 is hosting its 7th annual gala at the Marina Del Rey in the Bronx, New York. Please tell us yep. more about what's planned for this banquet. Well, this is our fundraiser. This is our one big fundraiser. We have little things that go on during the year, but this is our big fundraiser to fill the pot that's going to supply the gift cards and everything else throughout the year. So if we don't do well, we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer. Um, so we get a we get a whole bunch. We got a whole slew. We got like fifteen to twenty world champions. We found Joey Giamba. Wow. He was a champion in the sixties. Uh, he was the uncrowned champion. The book was written about him called the Uncrowned Champion. Oh and yeah. Somehow I right. And yeah. Somehow I connect with his son um, on 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 uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Joey Giamba Jr. And so I called him up and I said, Wow, you're Joey Jamba Jr. Did you know, did you ever meet you with a fighter named Joey Jamba? He goes, Yeah, that was my dad. <laughs> I said, Really? That's cool. When did Joey pass away? Was it a while ago? Was it a long time ago? I didn't look it up, but I said, When did he pass away? He goes, When did he pass away? He's in the next room. He's watching TV. Wow. I said, Can I talk to him? I said, Yeah, you can talk to him. I'm like, You gotta be kidding me. Long story short, we voted, we we, uh, we placed them in as a nomination for the Steve Beloy's Top Contender Award. Um, he won. He he fought 70 pro fights before he got his first title shot. He lost, I believe it was by decision, and never got another, another title shot again. Wow. So he's the crown champion. And here he is, coherent, alive, and flying to New York in two weeks to accept this award. Oh my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. That is so cool. That is so cool. Who on this planet remembers, and I shouldn't say that, how many people really remember Joey Giamba and what he contributed to the sport in the sport in the heyday? He called Joey Giadello three times. I think with Dick Tiger. He called everybody. Everybody. Get in the ring. I'll, I'll knock you out. Get in the ring. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's very legendary, tough fighter, definitely. Yep, yep, yep. Very cool, so cool, and I cannot wait to meet this guy and hug him, shake his hand, and I, I get to be, I get to present the award to him. So I'm going to talk about Steve Beloy, what that award means, and here we want to honor Joey Jamba with that award. It's going to be quite emotional again. Yeah, yeah. So, so what other uh, boxing celebrities are scheduled to attend the gala? Well, we got Randall Tex Cobb, the man, the the only man on this planet to retire Howard Cosell without even one punch. <laughs> put him, put him to rest. Put him to rest with boring everybody on his boxing boxing jimbo, jumbo <laughs> without even hitting him. So, uh, I, I've always loved Randall, and we met him last year, and he is. He is, he's bigger than life. Yeah. Bigger than life. So he's coming up. Danny Jacobs is coming up. Uh, 
what is my list of uh, uh, Stalling is coming up. Um, let me just tell you one second. Uh, James Bonecrusher Smith. Oh yeah. And he'll coming up. Tyrone Jackson, Angel Manfredi is coming up. Um, Larry Barnes is coming up. Uh, Richard Burton, Freddie Limitori, Buddy McGurk is coming up. Mickey Ward is coming down. I should say down because he's coming from Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, I ran Barkley. Ray Mercer is coming. Um, plus, we're expecting a whole bunch more that will just show up and that kind of deal. So it's star-packed with fighters. We got Daniel Yellow, the actor. Oh, yeah. Loves us. Comes every year. Is coming again this year. Long story short, I, I I've known Holt McCallan. I'm saying it wrong. McCallan, McCallan. He is an actor, big time actor. I'm probably saying it wrong. And I, I if he hears this, please. <laughs> um, but he's coming to volunteer. You know, just his support and everything else. So you you got you just got a mishmash of such quality and. And, and when I say to everybody in the stands, I want all the fighters to stand up. And out of 300 people, 160 stand up. Man, this is this is cool that so you guys are all coming to pay your respects. Yeah, that would be quite the uh, sight to see, definitely. Yep, yep. What uh, types of awards will be presented at the event? Uh, we have five awards. We have... Um, we have the Steve Belois Award, Top Contender Award. Um, we have the la- the uh, Referee Award, the Wayne Kelly. So our awards are not just Best Fighter of the Year, you know, because there is no Best Fighter. You're the Best Fighter of that year. Mm-hmm. So every single award that we have honors somebody. Us- usually, they're they departed. Um, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? They've, they've left us. So we're trying to keep their memory alive. Mm-hmm. Wayne Kelly was a phenomenal referee. Passed away. Um, so we're honoring him with a, with Larry Hazard who's going to receive that award. Oh, cool. Um, we have the Steve Boyce, has the Steve Boyce Top Contender Award. Joey Giamma is going to receive that award. Yeah. Uh, we have, let me think, let me think, we have the Saldo Award. This is the first award that we ever gave, ever gave out. We designed this award. What the heck is a Salda? It's the Steve Acanto Lifetime Dedication Award. Oh. That's what that means. I know it's, it's S period, A period, L period, D period, A, A period. Salda. What the heck is a Salda? Well, it's just an abbreviation for the Steve Acanto Lifetime Dedication Award. Uh, we have the Jose Torres Renaissance Man Award. Uh, I believe Randy Gordon has won that. Um, we have... We have, we have a trainer of the year. It's a newly designed one. We haven't really given it a solid name yet, but um, Buddy McGirt has won that one. And we have a Burt Sugar Award, a writer for a boxing writer, Steve Fallhood, is going to win that one this year. And those are our checks. That's awesome. That's quite the list of, of award recipients this year. Yes. So we, don't, we, don't, we don't give out 15 awards, 20 awards. Give everybody an award for something because they'll bring in tables. It doesn't matter the quantity. Quality is what matters. Yeah. So most likely next year will be five awards. I think we'll go back to five awards. And I think that's that's our limit. It's quality. 
it's quality. I, I don't care about numbers and you know that's all in my head and it doesn't mean anything. I I feel I want to honor those five people and the five people that won the award, the names the awards are after. That's yeah. you know, Bert Sugar. Oh my gosh, Jose Torres. Oh my gosh, Steve Acunto. Oh my gosh, uh, Steve Belois. Uh, oh my gosh, you know. It, and then you honor them with people that deserve it. That is, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, you're re- and you're really keeping those guys' legacy alive. That's that's yes. really that's really awesome. Yes, it's a double win. It's a double win, is what it is. Absolutely, Matt. So how can, how can my listeners learn more about this event? All you gotta do is you go to Ring Ten. If you search Ring Ten, it'll come back. It'll come up like four down. There'll be like rings, you know, gold rings and. Yard carrots and, and then you'll see uh, boxes helping boxes to the toughest times of their lives. And you'll see it's ring ten. Click on it. You could buy tickets. You could donate. You could do whatever you want. You could buy items, shirts, hats, hoodies. You could do the works. You could see what we're. You could see the flyer. You could see directions to where the event is. Updates. Fun things. Great. I'll make sure to uh, include the links to the website and information about how listeners can purchase tickets on the website with this podcast episode. Perfect. That'd be great, Matt. I thank you so much for your help. I yeah. really do. Sure, Matt. Thank you. And I, I really appreciate you joining me this evening and being a guest on the podcast. Hey, Matt, one more thing. Dude. Let me let you go. Do you know how a lot of organizations, they donate 30%, 40% to the cause because they got to have administrative fees, they got to have a salary, and they got to pay for gas, and... One hundred percent of all profit goes to helping a fighter get back on his feet. Wow! I don't know if anybody on this planet there is no, there's not a you know, not a single penny of profit goes anywhere but getting a fighter on his feet. Not too many people can say that. So yeah, it's important. Very true, and it's a very noble cause, and it sounds like a, a fantastic organization, Matt. Thank you. Appreciate it, Matt. I really appreciate the support, and we'd love to see a blowout number. So there's plenty of tickets left. Go to Ring Ten, and you can purchase them. Sounds great. Thank you very much, Matt. Thanks, Matt. You take care. You too. Bye now.